Greetings, welcome, and thank you for joining me this morning as we study God's Word and we try to bend our hearts towards the Lord. It's Monday, and as is our tradition for quite some time now, we want to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement. We're going to be looking at Psalm chapter 111 and 112 today. Both of them are only about 10 verses. It's about 20 verses, which is worth of psalms today. One theme that I think you'll notice is this theme of fearing God and in being blessed as a result of that fear. People might think to themselves, well, that must mean just reverence or because why would God want us to fear him? You know, one of the things, one of the big issues I think we see within Christianity today, at least here in the Western world, is a lack of fear of God. And because they have no fear of God, they are completely content and comfortable to walk in sin, to do sinful things. And and sin has become trivial. Like, eh, no big deal. God forgives, whatever. There's no real fear of God. You see, the man who fears God, the man or the woman who fears God, they're very careful. I mean, they're minding their P's and Q's, right? They're very careful about sin. Sin is not trivial to them. You see, they have wisdom. They understand that God is just and that your sin will find you out. And so they take sin more seriously. They fear God. And there's wisdom in that fear. We'll also be looking at 1 John, and we'll be finishing that book. And I think you're going to find it very, very interesting. And John will talk about the the importance of obeying God's commandments. He's going to be talking about being aware and alert about false teachers. And the big thing that he's going to talk about is if you... To know God... Those who truly do know God verbally acknowledge the Son of God. He makes the point that you cannot deny the Son of God and still know and be in a relationship with God. In fact, he'll say that anyone, anyone and everyone who denies the Son of God does not know God. That goes for every religion. That goes for every person. You cannot be in relationship with the Father and reject the Son at the same time. Impossible. Those who reject Jesus Christ do not know God. And that's a theme that we'll see with John today. And we'll also see a theme of the importance of love for the brethren. And love for God through obedience. Now that the stage is set, let's take a look at the scriptures. I'm going to read Psalm 111 and 112, and then we'll move on to the epistle of John, 1 John, and wrap that up, I believe, chapters 4 and 5 today. Let's begin King James Bible. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. 
The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all of them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endureth forever. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hand are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto the people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. So you see that verse, verse 10, which ends uh, Psalm 111 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it continues, a good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. What you do matters, doesn't it? Obedience matters. We talk about this all the time, how your actions demonstrate what you truly believe. You see, when you fear the Lord, you obey him. You obey his commandments, and there's great wisdom in doing so. In fact, you, the fear of the Lord is this the scriptures say is the beginning of wisdom you can't even start to have wisdom until you have a healthy fear of God Psalm 112 10 verses here praise ye the Lord blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth greatly in his commandments his seed shall be mighty upon the earth the generation of the upright shall be blessed Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and the righteous endureth forever. Or, I'm sorry, his righteousness endureth forever. And to the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. And that's the end of our study in Psalms today. Psalm 111, Psalm 112. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord and obey his commandments. It's, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple, friends. All right. We'll move on to the epistle of John, 1 John, looking at chapter 4 and chapter 5, dealing with faith, dealing with warnings against false teachings. 
dealing with obedience to God and loving your fellow brother. All these things, he says, if you really are in a relationship with God, you're going to do these things. You're going to be obedient to the commandments. You're going to be loving towards your fellow brothers and sisters in faith. You can't say, I'm in a relationship with God, reject the Son, and not love your brothers and sisters in Christ, and be disobedient. Let's take a look at what John has to say. First John chapter 4 Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, wherein ye have heard it should come, and even now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I feel like I need to give a little bit of an explanation of something. John says... Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ is come into the flesh is not of God. Of course, the word Christ there is the Greek word for Messiah. What he's really saying is anybody who says that the Messiah, who is Jesus, if they say he has not come into the world and that he is not Messiah, he is, they are Antichrist. They are not of God. Every single person who denies this, is that they have no relationship with the Father. They do not know God. So you need to be very careful about learning from them. Why would we turn to people who deny Jesus Christ for understanding? We see, well, there's so many people that turn to rabbis as an example. Oh, this rabbi said this, or that rabbi said this, or they say this. It's like, if they reject Jesus, if they say he hasn't come in the flesh and that he's not the Messiah, what wisdom are you going to gain from them about God? Careful of this. Verse 5. They are of the world. Therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us, and he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be a perpetuation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. 
no man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know that we dwell in him, and, his, and he is in us because he hath given us his spirit. And we have seen to do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this is the commandment that we have from him, that who loveth God loveth his brother also. All right, that's chapter 14. Let's stop for a minute. John makes this point. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. He's making the point that we've never seen God, right? Let me see. Why am I having trouble finding this? Oh, yeah, right here. Verse 12. No man hath seen God at any time. Okay, verse 12. And then we skip to verse 20. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen... How can he love God whom he hath not seen? John's making the point, look, you can't even love somebody that you literally can see before your eyes who's a brother in the faith. So how can you make the claim that you love God who you've never seen when you can't even love those right in front of you? That's powerful. That's convicting. You love God, but then you hate your brother? Nope, those two things don't go together alright let's read chapter 5 here to finish up 1st John 21 verses whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that begotten of him by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments for whatsoever is born of God, I'm sorry, let me start with verse 2 again. By this we know that we love the children of God, so we're talking about our brothers in faith and sisters in faith, when we love God and keep his commandments. So we love, we, we know that we love the brethren when we also love God and we keep God's commandments. Verse 3, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. 
John is saying, we demonstrate our love for God by doing what he says. Oh, and by the way, if you really do love God, doing what he says is not some crazy burden. It's not like, oh man, I have to do this because it's in the commandments. John's saying, no, those aren't grievous. It's our, it's our great privilege to obey him, to walk in obedience. Why? Because we love him. It's like a son or a daughter obeys their father or their mother because they love their parents. They want to please them. This is not hard. Verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that beareth record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that beareth witness in the earth, the Spirit, and water, and blood. And these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Listen, those who reject Jesus Christ are dying in their sins, and they will not inherit eternal life. It doesn't matter who their father was or their father's father was. Their bloodline is worthless if they know not the Son of God. That's what the scriptures teach. These things I have written unto you that you believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And if we know that he hears us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall be given him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. We know that whatsoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one touches him not. If you're born of God, you should be keeping yourself, protecting yourself from sinful behavior, putting up guardrails. We need to remember that one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Why do we lack it so greatly in our faith? Continuing on, verse 19, And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. The whole world. 
all of those who reject Jesus, they lie in wickedness. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God in eternal life. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. That's the end of the epistle of 1 John. Well, my friends, I hope that you've been blessed this morning and convicted. My job is not to make as many friends as I can with this podcast. My job is to read the word, do the best I can at interpreting it for you, giving some commentary. But really, the mission is just to call people back to righteousness and holiness and to refocus our attention on God and understand the times that we're living in. And so I pray that your hearts have been pierced and that it causes you to draw ever more closer to God and to His Son. Scriptures say if you believe and confess with your mouth Jesus Christ and believe that God rose Him from the dead, you'll be saved. Again, I remind you of that old hymn that's just really been in my heart lately. My faith is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. If you're being blessed by this podcast, if this is where you get your spiritual food every week, please consider supporting it. Scriptureandprophecy.com. Click on the Donate and Support tab. The other thing that's just desperately needed from you is prayer. Prayer. It's been hard doing this podcast this year. There's been a lot of spiritual warfare and oppression that I have felt over the uh, so far this year. I can't really explain it. Uh, I can't really point to anything specific. Just feeling that. So your prayers about the podcast um, is much, much appreciated. Thank you all for listening. I pray you've been blessed this morning. Lord willing, I'll be back with you on Wednesday. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.